Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Tips Over Tipples, the show where Louise and I sit down, have a drink, and talk about places to eat and drink in London. On today's episode, we're going to be playing you a recording that we made about a month ago, after a meal out that Louise and I had with some friends to celebrate Christmas. We went to a place in Hoxton called Aline, a restaurant serving French-inspired dishes made using British ingredients. So Louise, you've just poured me a glass of something and I've got my back up, don't I? Yes, I've gone a bit off piece today. We are having a pet nat actually, a pet which nat. is a natty wine, but... Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> but my friend Maddie introduced me to it and I thought it was delicious and not too natty in flavour. And you know, we've got to bring you around, Tom. If you're going to be welcomed into Hackney, we've got to do it. Okay. I'm willing to try it. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> okay, let's do it. What, so, are, what am I meant to be tasting here? Well, so this is the Testalonga I Am The Ninja Pet Nat. I Am The Ninja? I Am The Ninja. It's okay, I like, I'm liking name. the name. I'm liking the name. Yeah, and cute little dog on the label. Love it. Lovely. Um, so you should be tasting a light, fine, creamy fizz, super fresh fruit flavours, Green apple and white pear. Are you getting it? I'm getting all those flavours, of course. <laughs> no, I mean, it tastes it tastes nice. Uh, for, for, I think if I didn't know it was a pet nap, I'd probably like it even more. I think you can tell it's not a traditional sparkling wine, but if I put expectations out of my mind, no, this is something that is... It's, it's all right to drink, actually. Yeah, And I do think that natural wines, when they are fizzy because they're meant to be a fizzy sparkling, that is better than when I'm ordering a red wine and it's got bloody fizz in it. Yeah, the surprise fizz is. I agree, it's never nice. So yeah, no, I think I think it's, I think it's good. What do you think of it? I really like it. Yeah, I mean, I'm more inclined for a, a natty drink, and I really like it. It's like fresh. I like the fizz. I like the flavors. Um, yeah, I really enjoy this. You're going to be getting it again. I will get again. There you go. A Louise recommendation for a pet nap. <laughs> On with the show. So today, Louise, we're talking about a meal we had. A couple of days ago, right? We went out with our foodie crew for a Christmas celebration. And we were going to this place, Aline in Hoxton. We decided to go for a glass of wine with a couple of them beforehand, didn't we? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we went to Sadra and Wild in Bethnal Green. And I think you'd been there before. I think it was my first time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd been there a few years ago. It was nice. It was cool, very kind of classic East London wine bar, low lit. I was initially knocked off my feet with shock by the cost of the glasses of wine there, wasn't I? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty confusing initially. We are trying to look for just prices for glasses of wine. And there and was I a mean, chalkboard. There was this chalkboard with glasses of wine and with prices next to them. And what were they, Tom? I mean, minimum £25. I was having an absolute heart attack. Yeah, and they were for tiny glasses as well. I think they were for less than 125 mils. Was it even less than 125? Yeah, yeah, they were small, they were like really small pores. Yeah, so I then said to the waitress, is that the price of your wine? And then she rolled her eyes at me and said, yes, but those are unicorns. Have you heard this term before, unicorns? <laughs> Not in terms of wine. <laughs> yeah, I've heard it in terms of companies, but I, it must be the, the new word that is coming up, or we've just absolutely missed it. So it turns out that they were glasses of wine and they were tiny, but those were very special wines, right? Yes, more for us. 
So we avoided them like the plague because we were not spending <laughs> 25 quid on a 110 mil glass of wine before before dinner. And so we yeah had to, had a couple of others. I had a I had a nice light red and it was quite enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. I think we both went for the Tempranillos to start, which was yeah. Yeah, exactly. So Sagan Wild, it's it's still not a cheap place, but it's a it's kind of what you'd expect to be paying roughly in East London, and it is a cool, nice wine bar in a in a good location if you're in and around Hoxton. Yeah, they've got some good variety. They've got a lot of options by the bottle, and I think from the glass they have that sort of six pounds up to so fourteen pounds a glass, which is you know a good spread. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, we had a very nice time there, and then on we trotted. To uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, when it's when it when wine's involved, we trot. We trot exactly, and then we trotted to Aline, which is somewhere that's been open for a while. I not really had it on my radar at all, but you would heard it was meant to be really good, so we gave it a go, right? Yeah, I'd spotted it on hot dinners sort of this year, and yeah, quickly put it on my list of places to go. I did see though that it is slightly more expensive, so that's why we saved it for our Christmas meal with our foodie friends. Yeah, so I guess we could start by saying we went in and we had what there were five of us we shared a bottle of sparkling each which we'll get into and we had maybe two more bottles of wine and then we ate we all ate to the point that we were full but the meal came to what yeah it came to about 80 quid a head yeah so an expensive meal it was a nice fancy christmas meal and we were well fed and well bevved <laughs> but yeah just know that that's the kind of price range you're you're, you're looking at if you if you go to a lean so, Louise, do you want to kind of talk about Aline a little bit? What was it like? What do we think upon entry? What, 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 what's the vibe at this place? Uh, so, the vibe, we walked through, it was quite a, a cold night, and so it's quite nice. They've got curtains as you walk through, which I think helps with the insulation of the restaurant. I do think curtains around a door just make a place more fancy immediately. It's a, it's a, it's a, it elevates, I think. <laughs> yeah, it helps add to the atmosphere. When we initially got there... It was pretty quiet. So it was empty, wasn't it? Yeah, it was pretty sparse, I'd say. And we got there at seven. Yeah. It did fortunately fill out. It was quite busy. But initially it was a bit like, oh. Because seven's prime time. So I was thinking, gosh, have we made an absolute error here? <laughs> yeah, there was a bit of concern. Yeah, it's nice warm lighting. It's a sort of reasonably sized restaurant. Not massive, not small. The waiters are really very attentive. They're lovely, but I think they are very attentive, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Yes, very attentive to the point that we were chatting about sewing. I'm trying to get into sewing. And the waiter kind of passing by went, oh, I actually know a really good place for buying materials. I'll tell you about it. I'm like, that's really, really nice, but okay. But stop listening to our conversation. <laughs> Do you remember where he told us to go? No, I can't remember. Oh, well, let's see, you're, you're never going to make it as a, as a seamstress, Louise, if you're not listening to these top tips. I've missed my opportunity. But no, they were they were very nice, and he was kind of quite chatty throughout, right? And we we had a good a good back and forth with him on what we were ordering, and there were there were a few jokes. No, it, it was nice. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, he provided some really good recommendations for the wine. Had a bit of a chat about that, and quite a bit of talking through the menu because I think, in my opinion, the menu was maybe like slightly confusing. I agree. It's kind of when I'd looked it up online, it was. One of those menus where you get two courses or three courses for a certain amount of money, so it's quite clear. But think, oh, is that what you were expecting? Yeah, but so I think they've changed their format clearly. Oh, you must have been bloody confused <laughs> yeah. when you looked at the menu. Here. Yeah. So what it is is it's like sharing style of thing, like everywhere. It has the little bites. It's got small plates, larger plates, some sides as well. 
But I think what surprised us was that the larger plates are pretty expensive. Some of them were sort of 60, 80 quid. Yeah, eye-watering when you first see it. <laughs> yeah, so we were wondering what we'd gotten ourselves into. But it turns out uh, when the waiter explained that they're pretty big, actually. So actually, we got two of these large plates between the five of us. And that was a good amount of food with some of the smaller ones. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that was a, that, that was relieving. Not crazy cheap either, but certainly not as expensive as the menu first looked like it might be. And you're right, the waiter did really guide us through, right? We worked we worked with him to discuss what, what we should order. And I think he even stopped us ordering um, too much, which hats off because that doesn't always happen. So yeah, let's get into the food then, shall we? Let's do it. So food, we'll talk through all the dishes. We really overall loved it, right? I think we had some really tasty dishes at this place. Yeah, we had some delicious food. And fortunately, we were with big sharers. There were five of us, so we tried a lot of the menu. Yeah, it was fantastic. So should we go kind of through in chronological order? We started on some smaller bites, didn't we? Yes, we started on the cheese croquettes, which were delicious. They were really light, crisp, really cheesy, really, really cheesy. And they had some extra parmesan on top. So it was yeah. Extra cheese. Extra cheese. A cheesy, light, little, a delightful bite. And how many croquettes did we get? A six. So, yeah, we had the classic. We got a split <laughs> yeah. one between the five of us. But no, that was really good. I'm glad, I'm glad it was six rather than four. Uh, and they were, they were, they were so good. They were like a really perfect way to, to start the meal. And yeah. So we had those croquettes as a little quick snack before getting into the small plates. And then we decided to have all four of the small plates that were on offer at the time. So we did try a lot of the menu. So yeah, one of the small plates we had was the hen's eggs, pumpkin, and sauce Monet. Now this was delicious. I absolutely love this. Honestly, such great flavour. The hen's egg was really rich and just obviously such a nice egg. And the pumpkin was cooked perfectly. And the sauce was just perfectly balanced. I thought it was really, really yummy. Yeah, I loved it as well. It was really sort of just light, sweet, um, rich. Yeah, it was a, a lovely meal. And then we got the leek, pear, and blue cheese tartlet. Well, well, well made tart, right? It, the pastry was really good. It didn't taste too blue cheesy. You and me can sometimes be a bit, a bit funny about blue, blue cheese, but I thought it was yummy. Yeah, it was a lovely tart shell. It was really thin and crisp. Uh, and yeah, I thought the flavours all worked really well together. Yeah, so that was really nice. Yes, yeah, so then we had the venison tartare uh, with salsify and poached quince. Again, when there's a tartare on the menu, we often order it because we, we love our tartare. And this was just, again, another really well-executed dish. Obviously, really good quality meat, right? Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Really good flavour, kind of nice and zesty. And the salsify, I think, was kind of fried because they had these sort of crispy bits with it, a bit yeah. like a like a crisp. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was cool. And then the poached quince gave it a little bit of sweetness and it worked really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then the final one was the barbecued mackerel, celeriac and Undive. I think this one for me was probably my weakest one. It was nice, but it wasn't that flavoursome. It was kind of just okay for me. Very mackerel flavoured, right? I feel like you couldn't taste loads of the other the other flavour. I mean, it was well cooked and it had some crispier skin, but I would agree with you. This was of those small plates, the one that interested me less and I wasn't kind of fighting to get the last bite of. And then onto the mains, Louise. Yes, there was a few options for the mains. There We got Angus sirloin, 500 grams, uh, which came with a beef fat shallot and bernays. And this was really delicious. This was beautifully cooked steak. 
It was really pink. The fat was rendered perfectly. It was quite fatty, so it's good if you're sharing with people some who like fat, some who don't. We have a bit of a mixed group. Well, mainly I just like the fat. <laughs> yes, Tom eats all the fat. Uh, I agree with you, though. It was really good. So, yeah, you we got the 500 grams, as you said. You could get 250, 500, or a kilo. Yeah, and so the 500 gram came to 60 quid for us. The sauce was very rich, very buttery, obviously very indulgent, but it's Christmas time, so we can we can eat that. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was delicious. And we'll get into the sides, but I thought it went very well with the sides too. Yeah, for sure. It was, it was just a really, really yummy, yummy dish. And then we got the Wellington. It's actually a game Wellington, not a beef Wellington, with celeriac and gravy. And this was a dish I really liked. It was pretty big which it needed to be because we were sharing amongst five. And the kitchen were nice because normally they just serve it as a whole Wellington, but they saw that we were we were sharing between lots of us, so they, they sliced it up for us. So we got a nice slice each. The game inside was, was good. It was nice gamey meat, but it, it's certainly very gamey. And it had, I think, sp- spinach rather than uh, mushroom duxelle mm-hmm. around the outside. The pastry was really well made, beautifully presented. It was a very pretty dish. The... The gravy was kind of nice, red winey, very, very rich, and worked really well with it. I think it was a very well-executed dish, and I think if you like game a lot, you could really enjoy this dish. I think you didn't like quite as much, right? Yeah, I didn't love it quite as much. For me, maybe perhaps it was too gamey. Um, Maybe it was something about the sauce, but it just didn't quite hit it for me as much. I probably missed the mushroom duck cell in the Wellington. Obviously, it was like they were doing a slight spin on it. And I mean, Tom, we're calling it Game Wellington. What What was the game? Louise, it's surprise meat, right? Yeah, it's a mystery I have, game. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> if, yeah, I, I, I didn't want to say that at the dinner because I didn't know if it would put, <laughs> put people off. It was, it was very like rare. It was very, very dark pink meat. Do you have any guesses? Venison, I guess. Maybe venison. Yeah, it wasn't duck. No, it was. Yeah, it was. It was big. It couldn't be duck. Couldn't be a rabbit. Couldn't be a tiny bird. So yeah, mystery meat Wellington <laughs> is what we had. Yeah, it doesn't quite roll off the tongue, does it? No, and I think that's probably why they chose to call it game rather than mystery meat. Yeah, good decision, Aline. <laughs> but no, I, I thought it was a really nice dish. It was very kind of beautiful to look at. I think it was well executed. It showed some real kind of talent in the kitchen mm-hmm. but yes for maybe for some people it might be quite quite a quite a meaty dish yeah and uh, probably worth noting that the, the other options on the menu was a, a monkfish for a fish option or a jerusalem artichoke pithava which i think is kind of like a phyllo pastry pie kind of thing um a pithava yeah <laughs> okay i've never even heard that i mean word i before. have no idea if that's how you pronounce it but i've seen it before it's this kind of phyllo pastry thing so yeah not a huge amount of options for the large plates so you are a bit more limited if you are a vegetarian but there are some options there yeah absolutely and i guess you could get a few smaller plates and some sides if you're a vegetarian as well yeah and the sides we absolutely loved didn't we yes so delicious i mean tom the hispy cabbage the hispy cabbage was i don't how much can one say about a cabbage people are going to think we're going a bit ott when we say this is potentially the best dish on the menu but the cabbage was absolutely <laughs> Delicious. So delicious. It came with a tarragon aioli, but also these sort of crispy bits. To me, it felt like it could have been squash that's very finely cubed and deep fat fried and really hot oil because they just had such a crunch to them and it was worked so well 
with the with the hispy cabbage that had a nice char on it. It had the aioli and it had that sweetness that came through from the cabbage. It just was amazing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was so good. If you see it on the menu, you should definitely get it. Get the cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> get the cabbage. And then we got a couple of other sides, right? Yes, exactly. We got the soft set parmesan polenta, which was creamy, delicious, lovely. Cheesy, it's polenta, it's parmesan It was a reasonably sized portion. It was perfect, it was moist, really yummy. A nice side that you don't always get, but I love my polenta. Yeah, lovely. And then finally, we got some Duchess potatoes, but they kind of came in a different form than we expected, didn't it? Yeah, really unexpected. Yeah, it was almost like a... How do I describe it? Kind of like a mashed potato that had been deep fried. It was really soft and crispy. Yeah. But unfortunately, much less of them than we hoped there would be. Yeah, I know. I think we got kind of one each, maybe, which maybe that's fine. But they, they, weren't, they weren't huge. And it was cost six pounds. So we kind of paid about a pound for, for a little blob of, blob of deep fried potato each. Yeah, exactly. And I think, sadly, there probably were six of them and there were five of us. So that was, you know... We're still friends, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there, there was a battle for, for the second one of those. So yes, it's a nice dish, but you don't get that much. And if you do like your potatoes, maybe get two portions of that. So in summary, we had all four small plates. We had two of the larger plates and we had three sides. And between the five of us, we came out of that pretty full, right? Yes, but Tom, actually, you're forgetting. We had dessert too. Yes, we did. We did. Of course we had dessert. Sorry, yeah. How, yeah. How could I forget? <laughs> yeah. We've almost traversed the entire menu. So we had we Oh yeah, sh- we had we had the two only available desserts. Yeah, well, yeah. Because they both looked so good and I'm so glad that we got both of them because they were bloody delicious. I think my favorite was the chocolate tart with hazelnut ice cream. It was so chocolatey. It was rich, but it was a beautiful texture. Oh, it was stunning. Yes. The texture was amazing. Again, it, it was this tart, the pastry was beautifully crumbly and it had the right level of sweetness and kind of and bitterness uh, which worked perfectly and i mean hazelnut ice cream potentially the best of the ice creams at least in my opinion and so no that was just an absolutely wonderful dish and then we got the basque cheesecake as well a favorite of ours since we went to san sebastian a couple of years ago and you've actually got quite good at making these as well haven't you but i think these were even better than your homemade one. <gasps> How dare I? How dare you? It was good though, right? Uh, yeah, it was. It was lovely. It had it had that burnt top. It was kind of soft and moussey in the middle. It was the exact texture that you want from a Basque cheesecake. Yeah, no, absolutely wonderful dish. So yes, after those puddings, we were sufficiently full. And I think overall, how would you rate the food? I think overall, the food was delicious. I think quite interesting, right? Some, some quite different dishes there. Yeah, I think it was quite varied. Some really different flavours there and some different, I guess, te- techniques and sort of textures. Yeah, totally agree. So I think if you want kind of a nice place to eat and get nice food in Hoxton, which might cost you a little bit more money, it's a good option. We should probably also talk about the drinks that we had. Mm-hmm. So as you said at the beginning, we had three bottles between the five of us in total. We started on a sparkling, then we had a white, and then we moved on to a red at the end. Wines at this place, they kind of range from the 30 quid a bottle price for for reds and whites up until kind of the 120 mark. And your sparklings start at around 45 quid and end at the 210 mark which is pretty expensive. Yeah, and Tom, 
Did you notice anything about the wines there? Did I? <laughs> no, clearly not. <laughs> what did I notice about the wines, Louise? What should I have noticed? I mean, Tom, we were in Hackney, but their whole thing is low intervention, biodynamic, natural wines. Oh, sorry. Did I notice? Well, yeah, yes, I notice as much that I'm always aware of it because I'm in Hackney, but it, it, it's a non-remarkable thing to, to happen at, at a... That's a place that does wine now in Hackney, unfortunately. But you enjoyed all of them, didn't you? Yeah, but we did ask for the least funky possible. Yes, classic. Classic flavours. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we started on the sparkling and our friend was ordering this and she did something which I could see it happening a mile off. But the the waiter came over and said, hey, what would you like? She said, oh, we want to start on sparkling. Do you have any recommendations? We really like English sparkling wines. And I, I'd already kind of looked at the menu and I thought, oh, gosh, the English sparkling wine on the menu is very expensive. Um, and so he said, yes, we have an English sparkling wine. It's this one. And then I think she saw the price and panicked a little bit. I can't remember how much it, it was, but it was it was more than we wanted to spend. And so she had to backtrack and then choose a different wine going against his recommendation. So it was so obvious that we'd just be like, no, too expensive. We'll go for the cheaper one. <laughs> so we, we went for a Cremont in the end. And I mean, it was 50 quid. So not a no, not a cheap uh, bottle of wine at a restaurant. And we got the Yves Duport Originelle. And this was, was really nice. It was light. It was crisp. It was very refreshing. And it was just a, a, a classic Cremont to me. I really love my Cremonts. Very close to champagne. I thought it was a really nice thing to start the, the meal with. Yeah, me too. I thought it was lovely. Yeah, beautiful and crisp. And then we moved on to some white wines, didn't we? Yes, we did. We moved to a Chardonnay. Yes, we had the Yves Duport, same as the Cremont, actually, same producer. Yeah. And it was the Lescope Chardonnay. So this was uh, quite a different Chardonnay, actually. It was a bit more fresh, not sort of too oaky and buttery. I really liked it. Yeah, it was a nice white wine. I think it went quite well with what we'd ordered. And he he recommended this wine to us as well, didn't he? So it it was a nice bottle. Yeah, it was lovely. And then we finished off with a red. It was a Rioja Crianza. Yep, and this one came to 36 quid. I love my Crianzas. It was a nice classic bottle of red. We'd gone for a slightly cheaper one. This one was 36 quid. We were trying to save a little bit of money at the end of the meal because we could see it was going to be an expensive one. But it was a it was a good bottle of wine for the price, I thought. Oh, yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, and those are those all the drinks you have had, I think. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, all in all, I think we really enjoyed the wine and we really enjoyed the food. It's not the cheapest place, but there's also a lot more expensive places you can go in London. I think if you're looking for a nice meal out, it's a good place to go, right? Yeah, I think it's great for a special occasion. You could have done it slightly cheaper than us because we did end up about 80 quid per head. I think if you're a foodie, uh, if you like your food and you're wanting something a bit more special, then it's a good place to go. Yeah, and obviously we went as five people and we shared lots of dishes. Because of the size of the mains, I think you could go as a pair as well and just share one of the large dishes and a couple of the smaller plates and then a side or two. And yeah, it's probably going to come to a similar price as what we paid. But yeah, I think you could go as a two, right? Yeah, I think so. And then after that, we went for a nightcap because we were celebrating Christmas, didn't we? And we went, we tried to get into TT Liquor, which is a cool cocktail bar that we, we've been to before we really like. 
Yeah, we love TT Liquor, but unfortunately they had no spaces. Yeah. Side note, TT Liquor sometimes does classic movie showings and cocktails. We've done that before. We went and watched From Dust Till Dawn and had some yummy cocktails. It was a really cool thing to do. So if you want a quirky different date idea, there's there's one for you. But anyway, we went to the place next door that we've seen a couple of times but never been in, right? That cafe place. What was it called? Yeah, it's called The Bridge. It's a very quirky kind of looking cafe. It's- I thought it was just a cafe. Yeah. Uh, it smells very strongly of coffee. I think lots of people were having espresso martinis and they're making espressos with this huge kind of massive metal espresso maker. Yeah, and in the back, because it kind of, it's kind of a very narrow classic cafe, but then round the back that kind of opens out into a bigger bar area mm-hmm. and you can see their equipment. They've got these massive kind of coffee grinding machines and stuff. So I think they do a lot of coffee grinding there and turn it into mm-hmm. uh, a bar at night. Yeah. So we had some cocktails there. That was really nice. Yeah, it was lovely. Yeah, we had some Negronis, some gin and tonics. I think they've got a good spread of a few different classic cocktails. Not cheap though, right? Not cheap, no. I think the cocktails are about £15. Yeah, so pretty expensive even for London standards. But I guess a, a slightly novel place to go. If you can get into TT Liquor, go there. But this is an interesting place to try out anyway. Yeah, definitely. So, thanks so much for listening to our month-old recording. It's something we've wanted to release for a while, but we've had lots of other stuff to talk about. But we hope you found that useful. Aline's a cool place to go. We recommend it for a special occasion. Thanks once again for listening. Thanks for listening. Please remember to subscribe. Remember to follow us on Instagram. Uh, You can also find our blog with all the information about everything we talk about in the episodes along with photos please it really does help everyone subscribing uh, our listenership is growing and we really appreciate all your support join us again next week when we're going to be talking about bouchon racine it's a meal we're going to have in a couple of days time i'm super excited about it we haven't been before and i've heard amazing things it's a french restaurant based in farringdon and everyone raves about it we'll let you know what we think